I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Our website's clark.com and clarkdeals.com. You know, so many of us are stretched and we're trying to make our budgets last through the month at a time that for many people, incomes are down. So one area I'd like you to look at is how to attack your monthly expenses. And one that a lot of us just pay because that's what we pay is what we pay for cell phone service. So I want to give you a couple of choices on cell phone service that comes with unlimited data from two different companies, one geared towards an individual paying for his or her own bill, and the second for people that are joining together with others on a plan to save money. Let's start with the one for individuals. There's a company that uh, runs really cute TV ads called Mint Mobile. They're what's known as a reseller. They buy capacity from the big three cell phone players, and then they sell their own branded service under the Mint Mobile name. Mint Mobile is doing a deal right now on unlimited data plans, where you got unlimited talk, text, and data, for a flat $30 a month. But there's some hoops you have to jump through. So let's say you want to do this, $30 a month plan, you could be on one that's significantly higher with others if you're doing unlimited data. What you do is you pay Mint Mobile for the first three months when you port your number in. So you give them 90 bucks and it covers your cell phone service for the next three months. You hit the end of those three months. If you're happy with Mint Mobile, you can then buy the next year from them at the $30 a month. So you end up having to give them 360 bucks, but then you know you have no cell phone bill for the whole next year. As for the quality of the network with Mint Mobile, I never get complaints about that. Now that I've said that, I'll hear from people who have complaints. But it is an alternative that can give you freedom from worrying about data overages or data caps and know that you're paying a flat 30 bucks. Now, the other alternative is from Verizon's discount arm. A lot of people don't know Verizon has a discount operator. I and mean, people have known for years that T-Mobile has uh, Metro and Cricket is AT&T's discounter, but Verizon acts like Visible doesn't exist. But Visible does exist is Verizon's discounter, and they have a plan called Party Pay. It's designed for two people together, three people together, or four people together on a cell phone plan. But with a twist, if you just get a buddy or a relative or whatever to join you on Visible's Party Pay plan, each of you are billed individually. So one person doesn't have to pay the whole bill and then chase the other people to pay them their portion of the bill each month. All they got to do is stay with Visible together on their party pay plan. So two people get unlimited talk, unlimited text, unlimited data for $35 a month each. Three people 
$30 a month each. And you got four people together, $25 a month each. Now, again, this is Verizon's discounter. You won't see it on Verizon's website. If you went to a Verizon store, they wouldn't know what you were talking about. If you called Verizon customer no service, they wouldn't know what it was. You have to go to the website visible.com and then you're in the money in the savings on Verizon's network on a Verizon plan but from their discount brand called Visible. It's time for your questions that you have for me that you posted at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. Kim, who do you have a question from first? This is from Mary in Ohio, and Mary says, we are a small Christian thrift store. We have 50 to 60 volunteers, and due to COVID, our appreciation banquet had to be canceled. We'd like to get these volunteers a card of some kind so they can go out to eat, and I was wondering what you would suggest. This is an interesting dilemma, and I want to make a recommendation to you. You've got connections in the community And I would think that there are local restaurants that would give you a discount off the face amount for gift cards for food if you bought them for an affordable local restaurant. You'd be supporting a restaurant in your community and people would end up getting greater value than what you were paying for those gift cards. And that would be the simplest thing. The risk of it, though, is a lot of local restaurants are in severe financial distress from coronavirus and it's possible that you would buy those gift cards and the restaurant would not survive an alternative that would not cost you any fees would be if you were to use venmo to essentially text people the value of money that you were going to give on a gift card it would not limit They're used to restaurants. They'd be able to use the money for any purpose if that was okay with you. But it would be a very simple process for you to send people money and would get that money to people virtually immediately. Joel? Clark Sarah in Georgia says, I keep getting calls from a debt recovery company, but I have no outstanding debts. Is this call a scam? They, they leave a phone number to call, or you can go to their website. I haven't done either. How can I keep from getting these calls? You can only stop a legitimate collector from contacting you further as the law allows. Now, a collector, by law, is supposed to send you a written communication about a debt within five days of initial attempt to contact. This debt collector not having done so based on what you've said makes it likely that this is uh, either a rogue collector or a scammer. One thing I would do in this case, because you're doing the right thing by not communicating with them, is get copies of your credit reports. That's free to do right now at annualcreditreport.com, where normally you're only allowed one free copy of each report each year. Now you're able to get pretty much as many as you need without having to pay. So I'd get all three to see if there's any stray collection item on your credit report. The most likely reason something would be there is because of something involving medical. Could be a doctor visit or something like that that never was properly billed to you and instead of billing to you 
was turned over to collections. If you see nothing on any of your credit reports, continue to leave that collector on ignore. Kim? Ronald in North Carolina says, if we should be expecting the inflation rate to rise in the short or midterm future and the Fed possibly not raising interest rates, is now a good time to invest in TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Security Bonds? That is a great question. And if you're doing a smaller amount, this is something I addressed last month. The advantage right now of buying Series I savings bonds as a potential alternative to TIPS where you can buy up to $10,000 of them in a year at savingsbonds.gov. If you are looking at putting more money into uh, inflation-adjusted treasuries tips, you could buy them as a potential hedge. Economists disagree wildly with each other about whether or not the Federal Reserve attempts to raise costs are going to lead to more inflation or not. It's unclear if they're going to have enough oomph behind their efforts to try to generate some inflation. But owning tips or owning I-bonds is, in both cases, a hedge against possible future inflation. What you'll earn in the near term is pretty pitiful with both of them, but it does give you the inflation protection. Joel? Clark Jackie in Georgia says, I'm a fairly new travel nurse, and I've worked in a few states this year. I'm going to need to find an excellent and reputable CPA. So, how does one go about finding a great CPA? So, you're going to have an interesting tax time with uh, partial year returns, potentially in a number of states. And what I would do is I'd think through who you know who owns his or her own business, uh, friends of yours, family members, that kind of thing, and talk to someone like that and find out who they use. As an example, as an entrepreneur, having owned many different businesses over the years, I've been using the same CPA for 41 years. My goodness. And, you know, I know that somebody who understands how business operates and how to deal with things. So talking with somebody who's a business owner, family or friend, who has had experience with this will help you find your way to a CPA who does tax who would be good for you to consider hiring for yourself. Kim? Austin in Florida says, I recently saw a post on your website that talked about new credit card perks from Chase. If I was to switch from one card to another, but with the same provider, in this case Chase, does it reset the age of your credit score? No, your existing account that shows good aging remains as part of your mix. If you only have one card and that's all you have in your life, that could set you back a little bit of points that the uh, oldest card you have will not be aging anymore, but not a major thing if your credit score is good. And especially if you have other forms of credit that make up your credit mix, you're good. A lot of people think when you close an account, it vanishes from your age history. It does not. 
It just doesn't grow older anymore. Ron is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Ron, congratulations. You're about to get married, huh? Thank you, Clark. Yeah, it's an honor to speak with you, and we're so excited, uh, even with all this going on. (laughs) Well, that is really great. So how can I be of service to you as you step into this new phase of your life? Well, my fiance and I are big planners, um, and thank goodness we're debt-free. But we definitely want to plan for the future financially. Um, And the the first step of doing that, we want to merge our accounts, all our financial accounts. And since I was put in charge of the logistics of of doing that, I wanted to ask just kind of the best way to do that without overcomplicating it, uh, that it makes sense to both of us. And uh, we both have easy access to the money and and are able to save um, like for a house in the future. All right. So let's talk about the house and we'll talk about the accounts. Do you have a time frame in mind? Yes. uh, 15 months from now. Oh, pretty quick. And how much are you in a position to save every month towards the cost of acquiring that home? Well, with my paycheck, we just about break even on bills. Uh, So with my fiance's paycheck, we intend on just putting all of that into savings. That is so fantastic. I can't stand it. All right. So let's talk simple strategy. What I would recommend for her is that uh, she open or you open together a savings account with one of the online banks. You're not going to earn a lot of interest on it, but you'll earn some interest and you can do direct deposit or checks. It won't be in your active spending account and the money will be there just building paycheck by paycheck towards your goal of buying a house in the next 15 months. And that way you dedicate that money for that purpose And it automatically goes there, so you watch it build every single month. Gotcha. Okay. As far as your normal household account, are you of a mind as a couple and comfortable with having one account that you both operate out of? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Definitely transparent there. Okay. So... um, are you with different financial institutions now or the same or? Yeah, we, we both have an account with one of the giant monster mega banks. And I also have my own account with a credit union. Okay. So gosh, of course my bias is that you open a (laughs) joint account at the credit union, many credit Mm -hmm. unions, your existing account, she can just be added to. Oh, okay. Then you don't even have to open a new account, new account numbers, anything like that. And it would just be basically adding her as a second check writer on your account. Okay. And then your direct deposit can go in that credit union. Are there any conveniences you're missing with your credit union that you get with the Giant Monster Mega Bank? No, I, I think both of us appreciate the, the interface that we interact with the megabank through. Um, you mean their app yeah, is really great? Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you live without that or do you really need it? No, I think we can definitely live without it. So this is a great opportunity for her to, to do a change, you to do a change. You're not really doing a change because you already have the account with the credit union. But for 
as you get married that your everyday transacting your check writing all that is at the credit union do bill pay with them all that stuff and then she do the savings towards the housing fund with an online banking if you go to bankrate.com and click on best savings rates she'll mm-hmm. see uh, one of the online banks to use for the savings and then you've simplified your life and just can the accounts both of you have with the giant monster mega bank just because you're going to find over the years that you're going to have a much better experience for your wallet being with the credit union than you're going to do being with the giant monster mega bank and congratulations to both of you. I'm so glad you've taken time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you have. Our website's clark.com and clarkdeals.com. You know, something that's so tragic to me are people who own their own businesses that have worked so hard to build them and are losing them during coronavirus and the spinoff of that are all those workers who've worked at so many businesses of various types who have lost those jobs and now as unemployment insurance runs out for people you gotta get out there and find opportunity when it feels like there's not any but the reality is we're going through one of those times where there's a rotation in where jobs are. And an example, FedEx, hiring people like crazy. I think I mentioned that the other day. 70,000 people. Amazon hiring 30,000. Target hiring, uh, I think, tens of thousands of people. There are those who are doing very well in the business world while others are struggling, and if you are a worker who's been caught in the buzzsaw of a type of business, a type of employment, where you have really, really had a hard time, it seems like there's never going to be jobs again, it may require a rethink of what kind of work it is that you're going to be looking for, that you're going to be doing. And at least you can look at this two ways. You can look at it as a job for now with somebody so that you have the ability to put food on the table, pay the rent, that kind of stuff. Or you may find a whole new life for yourself and a whole different kind of job that you never would have expected. And there's a lot of disruption in American employment right now. And so... Anytime there's disruption, it's not like it's a zero-sum game. There's always new opportunities that emerge during a time of disruption. And that's why think wider, look wider, look for opportunities that can help you get a paycheck flowing again. And again, you don't have to think of this as this is my future it can be just how you deal with the present getting a job that may not have been in your first hundred of choices but if it helps you right now with the obligations and expenses you have 
then that can be enough for now. The economy is going through what will be a slog from here. You know, we had an unprecedented decline in economic activity earlier this year in the spring. And we've had a rapid recovery of perhaps two-thirds of what was lost. But climbing that hill, just think of it like if you've ever done a hike up a mountain, how initially the hike is a lot easier, but as you get higher up on the mountain, it gets steeper and it gets harder to climb. That's where we are now with the U.S. economy and getting to a full, complete economic recovery is going to take a significant amount of time. The partial recovery we've had has been quite rapid and has relieved pressure from quite a few people. But there are others, sadly, that continue to suffer with unemployment or underemployment, and that's why you have to look where the opportunity may be right now. It's time for your questions you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. And who's up? That would be me. And this is from Kevin in Virginia. Kevin says, Clark, are you aware of any Internet tools that would assist an executor of a will to assure that all steps are completed? First of all, I want to tell you as an executor, I'm really sorry about the loss of a loved one that you're having to handle that estate for them. I have had the uh, sad duty to be an executor several times, and it gets easier in terms of the structure and the procedure as you do it more and more times. But most of us are doing it for the first time, maybe the only time we'll ever do it, and it's like completely at first overwhelming. So I wanted to tell you, about a guide available at the website of the American Academy of Estate Planning Attorneys. Did you know there was such a thing? The website is the abbreviation of the full name, aaepa.com, aaepa.com. They have a great guide and checklist to the things you need to know as an executor. Also, NOLO.com has a more basic guide to being an executor and sells materials that will guide you in your job as an executor. Joel? Clark Matthew in Georgia says, what's the status of the Equifax class action lawsuit? Uh, The the matter was to be settled by mid-year 2020, I believe. Has the pandemic slowed down the process or are the class action lawsuit attorneys sitting on the money? What's going on? Uh, neither and neither neither of those two things. What's happened is there's a case working through the appeals court system where there were people who objected to the Equifax settlement. The Equifax settlement is a joke. Equifax has never suffered the consequences of its reckless, extreme negligence that led to the leak of data of 150 million Americans, extreme data that leaves us vulnerable to identity theft for really the rest of our lives, two-thirds of American adults at the time approximately who suffered in the data breach. And the settlement as proposed 
is basically not even a full slap on the wrist of Equifax. So the appeals court will move forward and decide if they will accept the initial settlement is agreed to in the lower courts or if it will be remanded back for a new process to come up with a new settlement. So I don't know what year you may see your $2.20 or whatever it would turn out to be in pitiful compensation for Equifax's gross negligence. Kim? Uh, Kimmy in Georgia says, howdy, Team Clark, and thank you all for keeping us all financially healthy. I'd like to be physically healthy. I'm a pretty fit guy in my 40s, but my recent blood test showed a spike in bad cholesterol. I need to improve my eating habits. Which free phone application do you recommend for daily food tracking? So this is an area with uh, what are known as freemium apps, where you have a stripped down free version. And then if you get really hooked and want more features, you can end up buying a paid version. Two of the popular ones, MyPlate and another one, MyFitnessPal. These things have moved way beyond just simple calorie counting and they deal with the ingredients and items and they'll let you know like how much um, of items you're exposed to that would be a problem in your cholesterol and with cholesterol it is something that some people can control by change of diet others have hereditary reasons that they have problems with cholesterol and the best thing to do to find out which case it is, is if you do modify your eating and your cholesterol numbers get better, you've got your answer. If, on the other hand, you very strictly follow a healthy diet and your cholesterol doesn't get better, then it may be that you have a hereditary problem that can be treated with cholesterol meds. But cholesterol meds are not a crutch. They are really an option that is only to be tried after you've tried to modify what you eat. I sounded like Dr. Clark just then. I have, I didn't even go to evil medical school, so I'm <laughs> sorry I stepped so far out on the limb there with the health side. It's just I have a lot of experience with trying to manage my cholesterol. Joel? All right, Clark, let's get back into your wheelhouse. This yes. question's <laughs> Margie from Florida. She says, where's the best place to turn in loose coins for dollar bills, hopefully free of charge? Thanks. Usually convenience stores will be happy to take your loose coins and trade it in for paper money. Uh, in fact, you'll see at any of a number of establishment signs on the door asking for people to bring in their coins. You eliminate the junk fee that you're charged by a variety of financial institutions that charge you to take your coins and turn them into paper money. You can use the Coinstar machines and avoid the ripoff fee if instead of turning your coins into paper money, you turn your coins into gift cards for places you know you'll actually want to shop at, eat at, or whatever. And if you, like me, are never using cash anymore and you've got piles of coins, take them in somewhere where they really need them. Help those places out. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jordan joins us on the Clark Howard Show. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for being a voice that I can give my issue to to try to get another opinion. Well, let's hope I have a useful one because you're interested in something that I have had a lot of experience with, and that's putting in solar. Absolutely. I've heard you talk about it a lot, and I think I'm experiencing the same thing, getting lots of quotes. Because I am exploring getting panels, but each company I reach out to makes the whole process feel pretty icky, like I'm getting a car dealership pitch from a salesperson. Um, So I've already gotten quotes, and I've gotten the same kind of pitches, and I think I know what to look between. So I'm still wondering if there's any more, like, factory direct or wholesale options. And then after that, that I do have a financing question. So the only, uh, quote-unquote, factory direct that I know of is Tesla that both manufacturers panels i think they manufacture in buffalo new york and then they have installation available in quite a few cities but not not fully nationally yet and yeah i did hear you talk about that recently so i did add them to my quotes um and i have heard good things about the panels but the reviews i'm hearing aren't as good with them maybe at the after service you know that's uh that's history with tesla is that they are a pretty chaotic, innovative organization, and service after the sale fits in the chaotic part of their organization. Uh, fortunately, generally with panels, you're not going to find, once they're hopefully properly installed, you're not going to find a lot of things that need to be tended to as a warranty-related claim afterward. But, um, you know, I... I'll tell you, anytime I talk about Tesla and solar, I know it's a mixed bag. And what you mentioned with the solar panel companies, with it feeling like you're dealing with a shady used car seller, it's because the industry's had a bumpy ride. It's been a, it's been a rough and tumble thing for the people who do residential solar. And so you end up with uh, some very aggressive salesmen salesman-y kind of organizations. So I, I respect everything you've said. What kind of money are you looking at to install solar at your home? Well, one thing I'm looking at is each company does give me their own financing option, which does magically seem to be exactly what my energy bill is. So I'm never really <laughs> sure if like that's Okay, don't worry about that. <laughs> what, worry not about the financing side of it, because then it gets really fuzzy. How much is the actual system? Um, I'm getting quotes after the tax rebate that are anywhere from 30000 to 20000 Okay. And 
uh, that is so that's after so you're looking at more 35 to 47,000 yeah that's exactly what I'm getting okay that was pretty good math guess wasn't it <laughs> yep um how big's your house um I have a one-story house and it's about 2400 square feet so there is a lot of perfect um south and west facing um area that's going to make it perfect to catch the sun great but the price quotes you have so far seem a little on the high side to me i think so too but i also am trying to be optimistic okay and did you get a price quote from tesla do they service your area yeah i did get a test quote from them and i also looked into their matching guarantee um and they're definitely in the running um i haven't quite pull the trigger on anyone yet but they're um, but still, they're towards the lower the 35 i'm gathering their quote for me after tax incentives from my size is going to be twenty five thousand dollars just for the panels okay and are you going to do battery backup i've looked into that as well because of the net metering we have in our area and my impression is not to go with it right away because we don't really have blackouts in our area. And I'm also optimistic that as technology gets better in the future, kind of as iPhones get better and cheaper, batteries will maybe we'll cheaper. add a battery yeah. five or 10 years down the road. Okay. If you can keep the net cost of this in the 20s, you almost certainly will have a nice payback on the solar. Are you planning to stay in your house a substantial number of years? Yeah, we've had that discussion as we're thought about that invite, and we think we're here to stay. Okay. So I'll tell you, I love it. Um, there's a lot of argument about how quick it'll pay off. As far as the financing from the solar players, compare it to what it would be doing your own financing. Um, in fact, what's your current mortgage interest rate? We have 3.625 on a 30-year with 26 years remaining. Okay. You may not have much move then on the mortgage side. How much is the interest rate they charge on the solar loans? Um, each one's a little different. Some will be 4%, some will be 6%, and then it changes a little bit, which is why I kind of thought, well, if I'm getting 4 or 6 from these offers, if I were to refinance for the low threes, that might pay off over time. Uh, not if you paid for it over 26 years. <laughs> if, you could, if you could swing a mortgage payment, let's say a 20-year loan, something like that, then that would work. But I wouldn't want you to take on an ultra-long uh, equivalent loan for the panels, which actually would be talking about a new 30-year loan, talking about paying for the panels over 30 years. I don't recommend that, but if you could shorten your loan from 26 years to 20, get a lower rate, and put the solar panels in it and be able to afford that payment, that would be the ticket. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.